Welcome to AMC Behind the Mic, a podcast series that highlights stories from the amazing people who devote their time to support the AMC. The AMC, short for the Administrative Management Council, is a representative body for over 3,800 full-time administrators at New York University. The AMC fosters university-wide relationships that inspire thoughtful engagement, innovative progress, and professional excellence. The work of the AMC is driven by volunteers who are elected to serve in leadership positions. This episode is part of a series spotlighting individuals who serve in more visible leadership capacities for the AMC, officers, senators, and representatives. You'll get to learn more about how these people decided to step up and speak out to go from an audience member at an AMC meeting to a leader advancing the mission of the AMC. I'm Mike McCaw, an NYU employee for the past 15 years. I've worked in numerous roles across campus, and I'm currently part of the provost's office. I've been a part of the AMC for the last 12 years and have served as a representative, a committee chair, a senator, the AMC vice chair, and a multi-time AMC chairperson. I'm Will Willoughby, an NYU employee for the past 12 years. I've worked in numerous departments, and I'm currently part of NYU IT. I've been part of the AMC for the last three and a half years as a representative and currently as the committee chair for AMC's nominations and elections committee. I'm Seamus Mullen, an NYU employee for the past eight years. I've worked in numerous roles across campus and I'm currently part of University Human Resources. I've been a part of the AMC for the last three years as the administrative coordinator. We are excited to feature Marcos Suazo from NYU IT. Marcos has proudly served the AMC as a representative for NYU IT, a committee member on AMC Inclusion, Diversity, and Equity, as an AMC alternate senator, and as a lead for AMC Brave Conversation. You'll get to hear how Tacos changed the course of Marcos' involvement and inspired him to lead important efforts around anti-racism and social justice. One uh, misconception, but one thought is that uh, people know a lot because they've studied a lot or they learned a lot. And the other side of that same coin is I know a lot because I've messed up a lot <laughs> and I just, and I need to, to know how to fix things. So for me, it's kind of a little bit of both. Um, I just have 40 some odd years of being alive and observing things, how they work, how they don't work. And uh, for me to not be in, from an NYU perspective, not being any kind of leadership perspective, always being on the ground and being the boots on the ground and seeing how things work, that kind of gives me a bit of a perspective. And I just, I'm just wired. I don't know why I'm wired to know how to make things simple. I guess that comes from me not understanding complex things. If I could find a way to make something simpler, um, I'll do that. If that, that, if that means telling a story to, um, uh, help explain a simple, I mean, a complex term or concept, I'll do that. Um, because I'm, for me, I'm not a teacher, I'm not a speaker, I'm a communicator. And so that that's really my goal to always want to see someone grow and um, always want to do that. So how did you first learn about the AMC? I learned about the AMC, um, you know, talking about the whole NYUIT program. I, I went and I gave a talk to uh, the special, the specific cohort, this cohort, um, arguably was the best cohort. They they think they were the best cohort, um, but my IT cohort was the best. Oh, that was um, our I, cohort. Uh, 
Oh, hold on, Willoughby. Were you, you in a mine? No, not in yours. The best. I was in oh. the best one. <laughs> let's, let's, well, debatable. Okay, you want to be factual here. Okay, I can't fact check that. Um, so, <laughs> and and I, I spoke there, and then I got connected with Mike, and then and Mike and I went to a taco spot. Uh, probably the, one of the best taco spots in Manhattan that I've been to, and we spoke. And he asked if I wanted to get involved. And I was like, cool, yeah. Uh, I started to turn some meetings because I have heard about the AMC before, uh, but no one, and I don't know why I thought that it wasn't for me. And it was Mike who made it, made it attainable and said that, you know, he'd just like to see me at a meeting or two and see what happens. I went to a meeting or two and I, 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 there was no way that I wasn't gonna get involved. It was just uh, that cool to see folks, again, across school across units uh, come together like a big bonfire everybody saying kumbaya um just, just because in, in it as central as it is it can get kind of um tunnel vision and you can only be in it and it's kind of weird because we're central but um to be in with the amc and see all the different folks from um different schools and units is really awesome to be part of that so yeah i said after that i, said, I have to get involved uh and be down so were you, did you like attend any meetings before our fateful taco outing? No, I did that, which means those were some good tacos. No, <laughs> um, I, I don't, I, I don't think I did. I, I think I thought, I, I think I heard about them. I do know that I had all the emails filtered to my, to a folder, which I didn't read. Um, that has since changed. I repent. Okay. Forgive me, Mike. Um, and I, because you know, in all honesty, I didn't see the value, and that's that's no fault of anyone else. That's just um, I don't think it's any fault to be to be um, doled out. I just think I didn't know. I didn't know the value of being connected to that community. I didn't know the value of being able to serve NYU in that capacity. To be in, you know, you know, Hamilton has a song in the room where it happens. To be in the room where it happens, where conversations happen and people get to talk and ideas get to get shared, and you get to hear so many other perspectives. And I would be part of the AMC for that reason alone, just to get perspectives of of individuals and and to get because I'm 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 a, feed, a person who requires feedback. I love to be told when I'm wrong, which some people abuse, but I love to be told when I'm wrong, um, just because it helps me grow. And being in the AMC is a place where you get perspective and you get to grow and you get to um, just, just see what the university is like on a whole and not just, you know, see things from your, your perspective. After those first couple meetings, you know, uh, other than kind of being, being in the room where it happened, were there specific things that you wanted to get out of working with the AMC personally and professionally? Selfishly? Selfishly it helped me do my NYUIT job better. Mm. Um, so I, I'm, not sure if, I'm not sure if I can qualify as something I wanted, but it helped me do my NYUIT job better. And I say that because I remember my first like real AMC connection was, was after Mike, but after being in the room was a lady named Roseanne. She works for film and I remember she was having a problem with her networking at the time. And, and I remember being in a room at an NYUIT a weekly meeting and hearing them talk about the staff and what, what the staff needed in, um, in the film department. And the, what I was hearing from the NYUIT and what I heard was hearing from Roseanne were almost two different directions. 
And if one person moved on their perspective, it would almost be in the total opposite direction of what either wanted. So I was able to, I won't call myself a broker or like a middleman or, but I was able able to say, hey, have we considered asking, you know, conversation? I know that's that's kind of crazy, Mm -hmm. but have we considered, you know, let's give her a call right now and see if we can kind of help understand exactly what she needs. That really helped me. There's a funny story. I'm not sure we can edit this out, but there's a funny story of a, of a parent. Uh, don't laugh at me, guys. A funny story of a parent who hears uh, her two children arguing in the kitchen and they're arguing for like, hours. And um, so they, she comes in the kitchen and they're, they're fighting over an orange. And she's like, if you kids don't be quiet, you know, I'm, I'm doing something, whatever. She goes back into the kitchen, into her living room. They're still fighting. She goes into, she's like, okay, you know what? Give me the orange. She cuts the orange in half and gives one to one child, one to the other, and she walks away. They go into the room and they fight again. And then she, what, what's going on with these kids? And then when she finds out, you know, one kid wanted the skin of the orange and one kid wanted the juice. So she was really, <laughs> she gave them what she thought they wanted, but didn't, not, and she was the mother, she didn't have to ask. But mm-hmm. the, fact that she, the fact that she didn't inquire into what actually needed to be done, it actually kind of hampered what, 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 you know, the goal of what she was trying to do. What I got out of it is an ability to do my NYUIT job better. And then, then, then from there, it kind of bubbled over into serving in the AMC better by bringing IT's perspective there. So it helped, it helped me be like the, the Rosetta Stone, um, if I could, as far as being in the AMC, being able to translate um, needs and, and expectations across IT and uh, within um, uh, my, my, my day job at um, I mean, AMC. I have a question for you, but before that, I just want to ask, how long have you been with NYU? And how long I, have you been with the AMC? I had been, I started at NYU in April 25th, 2002. And I've been with the AMC um, faithfully, I would say maybe five years, Mike, five or six years. Wow. Five or six years, um, you know, in drift and drafts. Um, I think serving as an alternate, either representative or senator, I think I've been doing that for maybe three years or so now. What was it like for you going from, you know, this person that truly wasn't interested, maybe didn't attend too much, to a now more serious, deeply involved person, you know, being, going from member of the audience to someone speaking during a meeting? Well, there's, there's usually um, three steps to involvement. Uh, someone is who's curious, someone who's concerned, and someone who's committed. So mm. I think in the beginning, when I was just curious, it was just coming because there was free breakfast. You know what I'm saying? Um, I think that's everyone's intro. <laughs> and then I would see people who were in my um, my department. They were in there, and, and and I would see them, but not know who they are, but then see them in meetings. Um, I would say, "Oh man, you're here," and then we we talk after, and and then I, I get to know more about them, about the AMC. And then uh, I realized that, you know, th- this thing does make a difference. What got me from being, uh, I-, I, was in, I was curious. I was, you know, I, I, was, I was curious. And what got me to committed was they had a, I think it's called a share fair. And Mike asked me to come by and stand in the booth with him. And then every, every time somebody walked by the booth, Mike would tell them about the AMC. And I remember Mike telling people about at that point at that point we had just got the policy for sick leave i think it was mike 
there was uh, an enhancement to sick leave where you could use it for preventative care. Right. Um, and then I forget what the other piece of that was, but it was kind of right. a big deal that like you can now go to the dentist without needing sick a vacation day. Right, right. And then I, I heard him say, and he was talking to somebody and it was like, it was like he had just found uh, the cure for the biggest disease. And I was, and then he showed it that it started in this thing called idea scale, which is open AMC, which is where folks yeah. put their ideas in and it, and they can vote up, vote up and down and talk about it. And, and I was like, wow, the, uh, this group was, a, was able to create real change at NYU from where they were. And I said, there's no way I cannot be a part. There's no way I refuse. There was no way I wasn't going to be a part of that. I wanted to be a part of something that was able to change university. And I don't want to do it in a malicious uh, kind of controlling, you know, pinky in the brain way, a way of doing <laughs> things that matter for people, doing things that can affect and outlast us. That sick leave um, thing will outlast um, anyone mm -hmm. on this on this in this meeting right now. And then you hear about the work that um, I think it was Carrie who began to do the work for um, what at one time was called uh, work. It's work from home now, but I, it was called flex time or remote remote work. And that started back when they thought she was crazy. And then to hear an NYU executive say in a meeting, hey, I didn't like this before, but now I agree with it. To hear those things just shows the weight of the of the AMC. Um, and another reason, another reason I'm so gung-ho about the AMC is I don't know what it is about me outside of being crazy is I, I'm a fan. I am a fan of the underdog outside of being a New England Patriots fan, which actually now in this season uh, as we recorded. There we go. They're the underdog right now. But for years, they were the champion. Sorry. Put that on, on the tape, please. Don't edit that out. Um, but I'm, I'm a fan of the underdog. And, and good, bad, or indifferent, whenever, in any context, whenever the NYU success ecosystem is mentioned, it's always this, it's always, for me at least, in my perspective, it's faculty, staff, faculty, staff, faculty, staff. Mm -hmm. And if for some reason, I'm not sure if it's malicious, maybe because faculty and staff has a good ring and good sway. If you're a rapper or a singer, it kind of flows better. You say administrators in there, it doesn't, you can't really get that, you know, alliteration out. Don't really gel right like that. It doesn't gel right, you know, <laughs> unless it's a good beat, then you can really put it in there. Um, so, and for me, I think administrators feel kind of, um, left out so to speak and when i saw what mike did of the amc did with the policy and i saw carrie did with the policy it really emphasized the power of the administrative voice so there was no way i was going to turn down being a part of people with a voice that strong and these are folks who are committed to doing what nyu wants to do or needs to do matter of fact um more than committed. We we are with NYU. We are the success of NYU. Yeah. So um, there's no way I, I wouldn't want to be a part of an organization or a body that wants to recognize that, promote that, um, would want to continue to push that so that people feel that what they're doing makes a difference because what we do is making a difference and the difference is going to outlast us. Hey, I agree. Awesome. Awesome. I totally agree with that. Um, When I think about all the people that are involved, everyone here is here because they want to be here, which to me is the true nature of 
everyone having their heart in it and really being committed to it. So I think one of the important takeaways that I'm getting from this is that we tend to hook people with breakfast, but what we really need to do is get them with tacos. That seems to be. <laughs> if you call a taco meeting, you, I mean, if you can forget about it. You know, like all sorts of dishes, things is gone. Just tacos. People will be there. <laughs> yeah, tacos are the key. I think it's maybe the lunchtime stuff. So, Marcos, you mentioned a, a few things that it seems like uh, really resonated with you in terms of AMC involvement. Uh, but if you had to pick one thing that the AMC has done, you know, either in the past or more recently, what's something that's given you as an individual and as an administrator personally a sense of pride? So at the time of the recording, we we're in the pandemic or we we're knee deep in the pandemic. Um, some would say on the other side, but that even that's debatable. Um and during the pandemic, we had a serious period of what some would call racial unrest or the undressing of the racial situation. And AMC began brave conversations. It placed just a format to give individuals the, the opportunity to share and, and begin to um, get into dialogue about how we can make NYU better, how we can make NYU grow. Um, not, not, not a place to complain, about this and that uh, or because there are times and you know uh, I think a wise man once said there's a time and place for everything under the sun and I totally believe that the brave conversations give um, individuals a place to come together to talk about how we can make NYU better Um, I think one of my favorite words is the word better and because it's you know you can't quantify it so much so you can kind of you know fluff it out but Better um, is always a place where any, everybody can grow. Everybody can can grow to be better. And what the Brave Conversations has done, it started in June, I believe, with, with, with the rest of the world, of, of course. And everyone was at the place of, of heightened um, attention to this matter. And here we are. And the same attention that was given in June uh, because of the heartbeat of the AMC to um to engage, to encourage, and to excel. Because of that mantra, we've been consistent in having this conversation. We've been consistent in making sure that these conversations are had. We've been consistent in wanting NYU to be better. We don't want to, for me at least, from my perspective, we're not interested in plateauing. We're not interested in things being good enough because good enough isn't good enough. We want things to be better. Um, So Brave Conversations is one thing that is personally extremely important because it hasn't stopped the rest of the world has gone back to business as usual you know things have waned because priorities have changed for the amc this brave conversation is a priority and and also the fact that the amc decided not to make the brave conversation a committee so to speak because the committee in my opinion is singular um, it has it has its its own thing. To say that a, to say that having these brave conversations is an AMC thing, holistically, is important to me. Um, it shows again the AMC's commitment to ensuring that we all create a create a situation where, where equity is the norm, where um, equity is is pushed and where equity is 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 real and tangible and not superficial. So brave conversations would probably be the one, not the one thing. Probably the thing that's on top of mind right now. That's awesome, and I kind of I love this uh, the metaphor you used of of uh, 
the plateau, but we're not going to stay in the plateau. We're going to, we're going to resume the climb up the hill and, um, and, and avoid plateauing at all costs. I think too, especially this year in our 50th year, and we're kind of taking stock of where we are and where we're going. What do you feel is, is yeah, is the next part of the slope, you know, what should the AMC tackle next? Or what is something that you would like to see the AMC focus on um, as we continue, hopefully, in the upward direction, the right direction? It's super funny that in the time of a pandemic, it appears that the resolve is to do less. The resolve is to do just enough. And in complete AMC style, the AMC is doing more. You know, I, I look I look at the a, the AMC and again these comments next comments are all my own. So I look at the AMC as the gap filler. The AMC does exactly what is needed when what is needed isn't done. And so the AMC continues to look for gap and fill the gap. You know, I've always been taught see a need, meet a need. And the and the AMC is, is doing that. AMC is so busy. And even in, in his 50th year, Seamus, it looks like 50 is the new 20 for the AMC. 50 is the new 20. Um, <laughs> the, AMC, the AMC isn't packing up and looking at summer homes in Florida. The AMC is looking at how to keep things going. So if, if I were to you ask what should AMC do next, I think the AMC should continue to be consistent with what they're doing now. Um, and, and by saying that, we're always looking to see what the need is and finding a way to meet that need. So I couldn't even put on my thumb on what is next because I'm not sure what the need is will be next. And but I'm I am certain that the AMC will find the need, listen to its constituency, find that need and meet that need. Um, and I, I'm sure they'll do it successfully and with excellence. In terms of AMC in their meetings, right? What would you tell someone attending their first AMC meeting? What advice would you give them? I would say what I, again, another quote, sorry to keep boring you guys, but 90% of anything is showing up. And I think showing up is the biggest part. I think finding out, once you find out about the AMC meeting, to definitely just show up, to be curious, to go to that curious, concerned, committed kind of uh, pathway and, and maturation process be curious um, uh, to come by and, and see what's going on and to listen and to be open just to see what's happening and um, to give it a chance. Um, and that, that, that's what I did. I mean, there's no more breakfast. So you can have your own breakfast if you want. Um, actually, now you can make your own breakfast and not complain about what they have or don't have. Um, <laughs> okay. Um, but I would say be curious, show up, show up, be curious, and I can almost guarantee if you come with a true sense of curiosity, you'll grow to be concerned. And once you get concerned, you'll end up being committed and you'll want to do it um, and, and just be able to, to, to serve folks. Back to you, Marcos. Who is your favorite football player other than perhaps the obvious Mr. Brady? Is there another one? Uh, oh my God. Uh, what, what will it be sighing for folks who don't uh, know? I believe my co-host asked you a question. Sir? Yes, sir. Um, so one of my favorite um, football players is actually, actually two of them. One of them is Rob Ninkovich, who is a 
player who was the player for the Patriots. Yeah. Another another player I like is Dante Hightower. I'm not sure if you follow football, mm-hmm. but the Patriots have six Super Bowl wins. Two of those Super Will, your, your co-host asked me a question, Will. I'm answering the question. Could you please mute your mic, please? So the Patriots have six Super Bowls. Two of those Super Bowls were won against Seattle and against Atlanta. The Seattle Super Bowl is known for the infamous Malcolm Butler interception. And the Seattle and the Atlanta one is known for the ultimate uh, turnover uh, on downs. Both of those, both of those plays, before both of those huge key plays in Super Bowls happened to be another key play that doesn't get as much shine. Dante Howard, Dante Hightower stopping beast mode on the one, which no one gives any shine to, and Dante Hightower stripping Matt Ryan. Those plays don't get as much hype because they weren't as publicized. But Dante Howard Hightower always does the work that needs to be done, regardless of whether it's going to land him um, on Sports Center or on a, a bigger check. He just does what needs to be done uh, to earn the win, the Super Bowl that he did win. Well, because he sounds like he may have been a great AMCer, we'll give him a pass for being part of the uh, Patriots organization. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, Marco, as, a, as a Chicago Bears fan, just to point out that they had a Super Bowl loss in 1985. However, I really, again, as a Chicago Bears fan, can't talk too much smack. So, sorry, Will. <laughs> it's it's okay, buddy. It's okay because I can't talk smack either. But I love pressing buttons and. I mean, myself being a, and I'll say, I'll say this after I ask my question, because I don't want this to spiral into a whole new universe. Marcos, really quick, um, are you a lifelong New Yorker? Indeed, sir. I was born in the borough of the Bronx. Um, uh, so I born, lived there for a good part of my life. I'm, I'm in Westchester County right now, um, but my heart's in the Bronx. I, I, the church I attend is in the Bronx. I serve there in the Bronx. So my heart is always in the Bronx. So how does one become a Patriots fan? Wow. Okay, well. Um, I'm just okay. asking. <laughs> so I spent a lot of time in Michigan growing up uh, in uh, Battle Creek, Michigan, Serial City. Wow. And my uncle, my uncle, was a, uncle was a Michigan fan. Um, and at the time, you know, I was able to understand Brady football. Yeah, yeah, let me answer well. Um, so, <laughs> <laughs> so my uncle, my, my uncle was a football fan, and um, he loved uh, Michigan. And I came up, and when I saw Tom Brady, um, and then it was when he won the one of the biggest games uh, coming back. And then you thought that in that draft he'd be drafted pretty high, and then he wasn't. So again, he was the underdog. Um, I, I had to follow that kind of. Um, pathway to uh, to the Patriots, and I've been the Patriots ever since. And now that he's gone, that's his business. Um, I don't know him. If I see him in the street, I won't say nothing to him because he's not with us. <laughs> and that's it. And I don't know who he is. Where, where is he? Is he is he playing golf? I don't know. Tom Brady up in Tampa Bay. Imagine that. <laughs> well, yeah, we'll see. How, we'll see how, how good that goes for him. Well, just so you know, know for our listeners out there, don't laugh at me because I'm a true New Yorker. Um, I'm a New York Jets fan. Oh man! Wow, man! Wow! <laughs> I live with <laughs> the take... heartache. Ooh, man! You take a day to uh, a sadness day. <laughs> go, to, go to my time. Put that on my time. Put that, put... I'm gonna put that in idea scale. <laughs> you that, well, no, you need, you need to go to my time and put a bereavement day uh, for that uh, Jets, being a Jets fan. So, so for my last question for today, 
all of our listeners are out there. And because of this interview, because we've spoken to you and, our, and their deep hatred for the Patriots, they decide to join AMC. We say, you know what? We want you to go through our archives and they find a note about you. What would you want them to know about you? I would want them to know that I believe I found the greatest, uh, I think I realized uh, the value I could give NYU when I found the value of the AMC and that community. When I found out that we have people uh, in the AMC who serve students, we have people who uh, work with the public safety, the people who, we have people who work in IT, we have people who uh, work with folks who work with the dining. Uh, just understanding the, the reach and the, the natural authority in the AMC body is just remarkable. And I found out my true level, the value that I could bring into the, to NYU when I joined the AMC and found that I could be a part of this body who's doing phenomenal things in NYU. Whenever I hear, whenever I see an NYU article about we're doing this, we're doing that across the world, I don't, I don't think about, you know, although the students are the one that are the, um, the one that maybe get depressed, the faculty get depressed, but I know that you can't, um, you can't uh, do that without the AMC. You can't do that without, you know, a lot of times, so I, I take the metro north to work, and every time I think every eight or ten years they bring out a new train. The new train they call the M eights, and they bring out the new M eights, and they show it's more space. Uh, it's all this. It, it slices. It dices. You know, and the one thing they don't highlight is the tracks. It, it shows the train, but the train can't get from Connecticut to Manhattan without the tracks. And I believe that the AMC, we're the ones, the, the infrastructure that uh, I think has NYU moving. Um, so yeah, I think knowing that I found my value and what I can reach NYU by uh, serving on the AMC. Thanks for joining us to hear more about Marcos's story. We hope this might inspire you to consider running for an AMC elected position in the future. To get involved with the AMC, visit nyu.edu slash AMC Stop by OpenAMC, powered by Ideascale, at openamc.ideascale.com, or email us at amc.info at nyu.edu. Be well, be excellent to each other, and keep each other safe, NYU.